Welcome to Be Advised, Leading with Value with Brad Swinehart. In this podcast, we will focus on successful marketing methods for advisors that generate prospects and clients. We will learn from the best in the industry on how advisors in the trenches today are growing their practices. Join us for this journey where Brad draws from years of expertise and guest experts to help advisors reach their full potential. Welcome back to Brad Swinehart's Be Advised Leading with Value podcast. Brad is with White Glove, and in this episode, he has snagged top-notch speaker Frank Maselli. Frank uses warmth, humor, and passion to help financial advisors achieve new levels of success. He's trained thousands of advisors and written the groundbreaking book, Seminars, The Emotional Dynamics. His latest book, Referrals, The Professional Way, redefines the networking process for top advisors. Brad, I can't wait to hear what Frank has to share. Go for it. Frank, you and I have probably been good friends now. I'm going to call us good friends for quite a few years. And I've seen you speak. I've seen you present. I've seen you coach a dozen times. I've always enjoyed it. And I always take something new away. Well, that's good. Thank you. (laughs) And, uh, (laughs) to keep me entertained is, is quite a feat. So, and I'm always glued to Frank when he's up, when he's up there, when he's going. So thanks, thanks so much for being on the show today. And one thing I really want to just get your opinion on, I know you're a a foundation in this industry is, have we been here before? (laughs) Have, have we experienced this type of environment before? What's your take on that? Yeah, it's a, that's a great question. And, and let me thank you for having me on and, and for calling me a good friend. I really appreciate that. It's, it's hard to find good friends these days, it seems. But we, we've sort of been here before, but we've never been quite this far before, in my experience. I've been doing this now for almost 40 years in this industry. And, you know, we've seen scary times. There's no question about that. I can think back on several times when we thought it was all over. I mean, I remember I go back as the crash of 87. Most advisors weren't in the business then, but we thought that was it. Game over, life is done, you know, but this is different. This is a, this feels like a systemic shift and it feels like it's accelerated some major sociological phenomenon that uh, we were heading toward, you know, certainly this whole virtual world. And I, I think the, the, uh, acceleration of that has just been extraordinary. And frankly, I applaud our industry. Our industry has just embraced new technology faster than anyone could have ever imagined. And I, I see this in, in a lot of the advisors I work with. Um, so the, the short answer is we, we've been through turmoil before, but I don't think we've ever seen anything quite like this. And because of it, it's ushered in a new reality. Uh, we're going to get through the pandemic. I mean, there's no, you know, I don't have any, I don't have any doubt about that in the long run. So that's, that's not the issue. But w- what we've done is we've accelerated a major shift in our profession and in the way we deal with people and the way we work with clients. And I think it's been all for the good. It's been challenging, but it will end up being really, really good for us as a profession and great for the clients too, which is wonderful. Well, I think the industry, like you said, we all saw where the puck was headed and this industry probably more than any other has always been kind of slow to adapt. If I'm allowed to say that. Oh, sure. You know, and technology has always been this scary word. You know, I remember five years ago when white glove first started filling seminars with digital marketing, you couldn't say those words to a financial advisor. <laughs> you know, it was the scariest thing in the world, 
but this pandemic in this crazy atmosphere that we've embraced has really seen a huge shift in the industry. The adaptation of this industry is, is something faster and more robust than I ever thought was possible. You know. Oh, absolutely. I, I mean, major, major firms. You know, I, I work a lot with the wirehouses, as you know, and, and the, these are gigantic battleship type firms that don't move quickly. But they responded to this situation at warp speed. And within weeks, they were up and running, completely functional, and everybody working from home. That's just unprecedented. I mean, technology has just enabled a much quicker response to challenges like this. And it's very gratifying. And frankly, they're, in many cases, their numbers are up. I mean, it's, it's just remarkable to see that. Not, not every advisor can say that, obviously, but they're, they're mostly asset-based, asset assets under management, kind of fee-based. And their assets are up and you know, they're making more money than they were before the pandemic. It's quite remarkable. You know, even in my personal life, you know, when it comes to work and in my past work history, I was always uh, that mentality that you have to go to work. I hated working from home, even when it was an option. You know, I hated I hated my employees working from home. I want to see them in there. I want to I want to make sure that they're working. You know, that's the only way that they're going to be productive. That was just my mentality. And we I went right from February traveling more than I ever have in the past to March, where I'm locked into my house for the last eight months. <laughs> And I had to adapt. I had to evolve. And I think our team at White Glove, but also myself personally, is more productive now than I ever have been in the past. And that and that's saying something. I mean, I'm much like you, Frank, where you get up, you just you go, 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 and you know, you you don't you never slow down. So to be able to increase productivity on that was to me, it was amazing. But I had to take that that kind of mental jump to say, you know what? working from home can be productive. Working remote can be just as engaging as, as going into the office. You know, obviously there's some of that stuff that you miss, right? You know, joking around around the water cooler and stopping by someone's desk and and just kind of casually chatting, you know, but there's other ways to adapt to that, you know, virtual chat rooms and stuff like that, that, you know, I remember back when AOL first came out and there was dial up internet, those things were all the rage. So we're coming right back to that. So that's kind of fun. Yeah, we miss the, you know, we miss the camaraderie, we miss the team building, we miss the esprit de corps, you know, th- those things kind of require face-to-face interaction. And and I think we'll get back to some of that. I mean, we're human beings and we have an innate desire to group together, to to come together. That's just in our DNA. So that's not going to permanently go away, but Boy, from a business perspective, um, this has been a, a remarkably effective time, certainly for our profession. I think not every profession can say that. I mean, some of them are struggling mightily and, and may never recover, quite frankly, in, in some cases. But you guys, I mean, White Glove has, you, you did a 180 pivot faster <laughs> than anybody. I mean, it's unbelievable. Steph Curry, I mean, it's like, whoa. Yeah, we went, we went right from about 700 in-person events in February to just about zero in March. So, you know, that's, that's that adapt or die mentality, but we actually were testing webinars for years and there just was never the consumer or advisor demand for that, you know? So we already had that all set up, ready to go, sitting on the back shelf. We just had to turn our focus onto it and really kind of hone it in. So it was, I don't want to say it was an easy pivot for us, but we were uniquely positioned in the industry to, to do it very effectively, very quickly. And that has 
you know, kept the lights on. That's, that's kept us afloat, but also allowed us to keep helping the advisors that we work with. So yeah, very, very that's, good. That's always, that's always a good feeling, you know, yep. to be able to, to make sure that your clients, your advisors are taken care of. And, and that was, that March was a tough, tough month for everybody. Mm. But well, let's talk about that a little bit, as far as you've worked with us in the past, helping our advisors, you know, host seminars effectively. One of your big talking points in your, your books and your training is having a, a very strong emotional connection with your audience. There's this emotional dynamic that you need to have in order to connect with your audience. So let's, sure. let's kind of look at that from a 10,000 foot view and how has that changed? But really, because in-person stuff's coming back slowly, but surely, you know, and, and webinars are here to stay. That's, you know, no one can fight that anymore, but how does, how has that changed or what can we do to help advisors connect emotionally to their prospects today? Well, yeah, then that's a that's a great question. The, the emotions themselves have not changed. We, I call them the nine critical emotions, and and if you hit all nine of them, your appointment ratio is ninety percent or better. So it's just these emotions are consistent. They're they're built into every human being, but reaching those emotions is much more challenging in a virtual environment than in a live environment. There's so many. There, there's quite a few communication modalities that are not available to you in a virtual environment compared to live. I mean, people don't get to see you. They don't get to touch you. They don't get to experience your presence, which great presenters all kind of understand that, that audience dynamic. And there's no, and there's no energy flow. The only energy flow is one direction. It's from the speaker to the virtual audience. There's no return energy from a live audience. So the dynamic has shifted, but the emotions are the same. And you can still, I think in a virtual world, I think you can still hit almost all of those emotions, maybe not as, as you know, effectively or dramatically as you could in a live session, but you can hit them and you can have tremendous results. I mean, the results, you know, some of, some of our folks at White Glove are just seeing extraordinary results in a virtual environment, which is remarkable. And, and it's a credit to their, their ability and, it's a credit to the, the quality of the presentations. And it's, it's also a sign of how, how desperate the need is for financial guidance. I mean, the pandemic changed a lot of things. The one thing it didn't change is the need for financial help. It's, it's exacerbated that. It's accelerated that. People are desperate for advice. And, and they're eager to listen to a new voice, a new advisor. Many, you know, many people with money have advisors. No, that's not a... That's not a mystery, but they're, they're very eager to listen to a new story. And so this is a phenomenal time to be marketing if you're an advisor. So that's great. That's exciting. Let's talk about that real quickly, because I think that a lot of advisors, when this all unfolded, we saw it in, at White Club, but we saw it just kind of across the industry. There was advisors that adapted and jumped forward. There's advisors that kind of kept the status quo. And unfortunately, there was advisors that just put their heads down, you know, hid under their desk. <laughs> they wanted this thing to blow over. When you're when you're talking about prospects wanting to speak to someone, they're wanting that knowledge. Do you see a bigger opportunity now because of the fact that it's harder to communicate with prospects, it's harder to communicate with your current clients. And if you're scared and got your heads down, do you think another advisor can come in and eat your lunch at that point? Oh, absolutely. 
Yeah, no, I mean, we're seeing that. I think, I think advisors who are slow or who have been slow to make a transition are, are vulnerable. They're extremely vulnerable. Transaction-based advisors, very vulnerable. Uh, it's, a, it's a dangerous time for transactions because a lot of times you, you know, it's hard to get a, a client to a decision point until you press the flesh, shake the hand, you know, sit across the table. So that's been challenging. But the, the vulnerability is normal in our profession. We go through cycles in this profession where subsets of the profession kind of lose ground and others gain ground. And, and the ones that are gaining ground right now are modern advisors who've embraced technology, who are out there as thought leaders in some meaningful way, and, and who have transitioned a chunk of their business, not all, but a chunk to asset, asset-based uh, management rather than just strictly transaction-based management. That's a challenge, and, it'll, and it will grow, I think, uh, over time, in my opinion. I, I, just, I see it with the numbers, and it's pretty... It's pretty um, clear, frankly. So, I mean, a lot of transaction-based advisors are struggling. A lot of asset-based advisors are thriving, thriving tremendously. And they've embraced the tech. They've embraced the ability to reach out to people, to touch clients. You know, it's funny. When you have a client, you don't have to massage them in the same way that you do a prospect, but you've got to stay in touch with them. You've got to be on their radar screen. And, and if you fall off the radar screen, that's when you become vulnerable. What technology has allowed so many advisors to do is just to stay, stay on that client's mind in a, in a great way and in a non-threatening way and in a very comfortable way. I mean, it's so easy for clients to log into a webinar and to hear something intelligent. You know, my advisor had a great webinar the other day with a, with a, a speaker that you would never get to see. I mean, in, in law, in, in person, you know, it would just be impossible to get this person. But on a webinar, he could stay in his office in Manhattan and he could talk to a thousand people. And it was fantastic. It was, you know, game changing. So it's yeah, it's working. Some will survive. Some will not survive. I, this is an evolutionary moment. And, and the pandemic has accelerated the evolutionary process, I think. And that's interesting because a lot of times when I'm talking about prospects, the mentality that you have, you know, one, one chance to wow a prospect and that's to give them information before they know to ask for it. But I think what, what you're saying, that's a hundred percent true with your clients right now as well. If you let your clients go search for their own information without providing it to them, you become more vulnerable. Oh yeah. They're going to find information with you or without you. <laughs> you, you want it to be with you. It's, it's kind of a joke. I, I tell people in one of my training programs, I say, t- get your best clients and don't do this with everybody. I mean, you go crazy, but give your best clients your personal cell phone number and give them 24 hour access to you. And, and, you know, advisors will always say to me, I don't want my client calling me at three o'clock in the morning. And my only question is, who do you want them calling at three o'clock? Oh, I love that. I love to flip that on them. I love that. Right? You know, so <laughs> it's kind of a, they'll get the info with you or without you. Yep. So you better yep. be with and, you. And, and they have questions, right? Secure Act, CARES Act, you know, tax implications for the election, all of this stuff going on. They have, oh, yeah. they have more questions now probably than ever, you know, when the stock market was going crazy there for a minute and who knows. And, you know, actually talking about that, you know, that reminds me, you know, through your, your emotional um, steps, we always talked about the dragon, right? You create the dragon. Do you think you still have to do that in today's environment? You know, how, how does that question. affect it? 
Yeah, the, you know the the dra- we're all feeling the presence of the dragon. The the dragon, <laughs> for those who don't know, is it's, it's what we call the fear. The f- people are feeling fear. Okay, and one of the goals in a workshop is to create the fear, but you don't really have to create it so much. You just want to clarify the fear. You want to help them understand what they are afraid of, why it is legitimate potentially to be afraid of the thing that they are concerned about. And then you want to make the fear go away. We call it create the dragon, slay the dragon. Okay. So at this point, the dragon's pretty big. (laughs) I mean, people are scared. There's no question about that. I don't think you have to use a lot of fear. In a, in a workshop to scare people. I think you have to help them understand fear. For example, taxes, okay? We, we all have a gnawing fear about taxation. And, you know, regardless of who's in the White House, at some point, taxes have to go up. There's no other place for taxes to go but up. So as a presenter, you don't have to create that level of fear. But what you have to do is you've got to explain it. And you've got to say, look, folks, understand something. Taxes are artificially low at this point. There's no option but to go up. And here's how much they are going to go up. And here's how this is going to affect you. So what we're doing is clarifying the dragon, unifying the fear in the audience. Okay. And it's 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 better to do this live, but you can still do it in a virtual setting. Unifying the fear means I want everybody in the room or everybody online to kind of feel the same intensity. And then I'm going to dissipate the fear. And then I'm going to say, look, here are steps you need to take now. And we make that fear go away. And then the, the, the powerful thing about this, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm talking too long here, but the, the powerful thing about this is that when you can solve their fear, when you can dissipate or mitigate their fear in a workshop, that becomes a metaphor for the relationship. The client says, oh, I feel better. And this is the guy that made me feel better. Yeah, this is our guy, you know, so it's pretty powerful when you understand fear. I love that. And you can always keep talking, Frank. Don't worry about that. If <laughs> if someone's tuning in to listen to me they're on, during this conversation, they're listening to the wrong person. So no, no worries no. there. <laughs> You're good. You're so you said something very interesting there. You said that when that when that person identifies as you are the person that took away their fear, that this is their guy. And I think that's very powerful in a workshop, especially live. Advisors are seeing success pushing that same feeling uh, virtually through webinars. You just, I mean, you have to. Uh, mm-hmm. But I also think that if you can get in front of your current clients with that same mentality, if you can, an advisor thinks their current clients aren't scared right now, then they're dreaming. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you can get in front of them now and reassure them that you're still the guy, I think that's got to be just as important as, you know, doing a workshop, don't you think? Absolutely. You know, not to not to pitch my my own ideas here, but I created (laughs) something a few years ago. And it's it's just an evergreen concept. It's called the lifeboat drill. And it's a conversation that an advisor would have with a client during any scary time. Okay. Uh, And you know, it could be the market, it could be politics, it could be horrible things, you know, that we can't prepare for like a pandemic. So whatever the scary time is, you whip out lifeboat drill, you modify it for the scenario. And you have this conversation with a client. And it makes the client so comfortable, and feeling so much that you are in control, and you are in command, and you have their best interests at heart. And I uh, use the metaphor of the lifeboat 
Okay, let, let me show you the lifeboat. I don't think we're going to need it. But I want you to know there is a lifeboat in case the spaghetti hits the fan. And we are prepared. And it's just such a powerful conversation. I mean, pe people can have this. It's free. It's like on my website. So Lifeboat Drill, I mean, it's a phenomenal conversation. I wrote it as a script because uh, it just helps advisors understand things when you script things out for them. But you're 100% you're right. Clients are not invulnerable to fear. They are very susceptible to the same fears that everybody has. And a great advisor makes those fears go away, or at least gives the client the feeling that they're standing on the bridge of the ship with binoculars. They are watching out so the client doesn't have to panic. And that's just, oh my God, that's peace of mind. That is worth 10 times the fee that, you know, that the client pays you. It's incredible. <laughs> and I love the lifeboat drill. And and if we were live here, Frank would be slamming down a paddle on the table here and getting all of our <laughs> attention. And I've always maybe maybe I got to go buy one and put it up on my wall because it's just such a powerful metaphor. You know, you think of like the Titanic and Rose and Jack's in the water and and it's like, just move over, let them on the door, you know. But um, <laughs> <laughs> when we when we talk about that strong connection there of, you know, just get in the boat, like help me get in the boat. How do you convey that virtually with, let's say it's a new prospect. How do you do that during that first appointment? How do you, how do you get them on your, your side? Is it, is it any different than if they were sitting across from you in the office? Well, it, you know, it's, it's different mechanically. It's, it's different in the sense that there's no human bonding that takes place in a natural face-to-face -face environment, but it's not, it's not different in concept, okay? The first thing you need to get people to understand is that you're not there to sell them stuff, okay? And, and you know, I, I, my mantra is stop selling, start saving lives. We are a life-saving profession. And when a prospect perceives that the advisor is there to help them and to ultimately, you know, save their financial future, a lot of the barriers go down. A lot of those natural shields, I call them the shields, like Star Trek, you know, raise the shields. They think of those shields in a sales environment. They've got to protect themselves against a salesperson. Hey, you know what? We're not salespeople. We're here to help people. And when you can convince them of that by the things that you say, the way that you say things, the patience that you display, the questions that you ask, the way that you listen. I mean, listening is... 10,000 times more important than talking on that appointment. And we've, we, you know, we've spent a lot of time talking about that first appointment. It's very, very critical. When you can convince the person that you're there to help them, the barriers go down, the bond builds, and you have, you know, you're on a journey to becoming a great client and a, and a great relationship over time. It's fantastic. It's so powerful. One little um, tech tip I heard from an advisor that I just think it's appropriate time to share that is for that first appointment, they were actually having their their assistant or their you know marketing manager get on the the virtual appointment first with that client and make mm. sure all the tech issues are out of the way. Can you hear me? Can you see me? All that kind of good stuff. And it kind of replicates that in office feeling of you come into the lobby, you get to meet the person. You know, there's the the meet and greet, the little bit of really lightheartedness, and it kind of sets that prospect at ease for that first meeting. And then the, you know, the advisor gets on, and it's it's kind of like now you're you're going back to see the doctor, if you will. It's it's that. But you don't have to do that tech of, oh, can you hear me? Can you see me? I'm waving. Can you see me wave? Like the advisor doesn't have to do any of that. They were using their their marketing manager or their 
you know, their, their office staff to do that first little part of the conversation. I think. Yeah, ab- absolutely. That That's exactly, I will tell you, that's exactly what the top wirehouse advisors are doing. They have an assistant set up the whole call, make sure all the tech is perfect. And then, you know, boom, you're online with, with Dave go. So uh, yeah, very professional touch and people, a lot of people out there, a lot of clients out there are still a little hesitant with technology. I mean, you know, the demographics of, of wealthy clients, these, these are people who did not grow up necessarily with technology. I think if you've got a, a 20 or 30 something client, you may not have to worry too much about it. But if you've got a 60 or 70 year old client, you, you better check the audio and the video. I mean, I still do it. I mean, I'm, I panic with tech. So it's still, it's still important. That's a great idea. Though. I love that. Yeah. And Frank, you and I have done a million webinars together over the years and it's, it's always fun, right? Tech always happens. So I think one, one nice thing about the, you know, this, this world we're in now is people are just more forgiving. I I remember actually you and I, Frank, we did a, we tried to do a webinar. It was two years ago. We had a group of advisors on, we brought on Frank as the guest speaker and I could hear him, but the audience couldn't, and we could not, (laughs) we couldn't figure it out. And it was maybe 60 seconds, a minute and a half went by and they were like, okay, cut it. We're not going to do it. And then they just oh moved on to something else. I don't um, you know if you remember that, Frank, but, yeah. but today, if you did that same thing today, people are so forgiving. They get it, right? Like it's, oh, okay. There's, there's a tech issue. I'll wait for a minute or two or whatever. Okay. Now we're back going. Cause they've done it. You know, everybody's mm-hmm. kind of getting more and more comfortable, more forgiving. People are becoming a little bit more real. Yeah, and, I think so. I mean, it's it's become a, a much normal part of our lives, much more normal, and we're we're more relaxed about the whole thing. So that's great. But but we're also getting better at it. You, you and I were on this on this line a long time before we started the conversation. So everything was working, everything was up to speed. So that's great. Not to do a little white glove plug, but that's that's why we put the um, when we do webinars, we put a human being on it to run all that tech. Like Smart. you said, you have to you have to engage with your audience. You can't do that if you're worried about does the chat function work? What's this pop up going on? You know, I, I know when I'm speaking or I'm doing presentations or I'm doing webinars, you know, it's you have to you have to be engaged, you know, especially during webinars, you have to you have to perform for that camera like you're standing in front of 500 people. You just oh, you have man. to bring that energy because otherwise they just you're going to lose people. And yeah. even if you already lost them all, because you know for whatever reason you don't know that, so you just keep going, right? You just <laughs> you yeah, no, right ahead yeah. when it comes to webinars. So it's a challenge. Webinars are challenging. They really are. There's some some very different skills that you need. There's some very different techniques that that you use, and and sometimes great live presenters struggle with webinars. It's kind of interesting to see that. And, uh, you know, I do a lot of the coaching or a lot of coaching for white glove folks, as you know, and these folks are pretty sharp advisors and sometimes they still struggle. It's not, it's not uncommon to see an advisor have some difficulty getting the kind of return, but I've been very impressed on balance with, with the returns that people are getting from webinars. If you had asked me a year ago, could we see the kind of results from webinars that we were getting from live events? I would have laughed at you. I would have said, absolutely no way, no chance, no how. And yet it's happening. So I've been really awakened by this entire virtual phenomenon. And it's gratifying to see and it's exciting. And I think it is a testament to to both what, what White Glove has done and what advisors are capable of, and also a testament to the tremendous need, you know, that that is out there right now. People are are eager to respond. So it's kind of fun. 
Yeah. And what we're seeing works really well just to, just to reach all of your prospects in your desired area is, is to mix it up. If, if you're going back to in-person events, you can use, we'll use the same marketing and we'll market the first date on a Monday, right? Monday mm-hmm. at noon at the local library or even a, a lunch and learn thing because they have strict COVID policies. People are more comfortable in restaurants right now, but you do the, the first date as an in-person, but then you also offer a Wednesday class that's virtual. Mm-hmm. And then whoever you're reaching at that point, they can select, this is how I'm most comfortable hearing this knowledge or learning from this professional. And, and that's what we're really seeing. I think that's going to be 2021 you have to have that in your marketing plan is no question to offer yeah. both. So Vir- virtual is not going away. I mean, it is not going away. I, I, I think people are, are going to be wedded to this for a long time and rightfully so it's just, it's, it works. It's comfortable. It's easy. It's convenient. It expands your market reach. I mean, I can do virtual, I, you know, we, we both do this. We do virtual stuff with people all over the country. The, the typical advisor might be limited to a tight geography for their, you know, for their live workshops. You're inviting people in a couple of zip codes. With virtual, you can invite people who are interested in that topic from anywhere on the planet Earth. That's extreme, obviously, but you know, we're licensed in all 50 states. I can do business with anybody who wants to work with me. And it's yeah, it's a whole new world. Very, very exciting. It really is. Yeah. And that's absolutely what our most successful advisors are doing. They might still be doing in-person events in their backyard, but they're doing virtual events all across the country. They're asking White Glove, what areas have affluent prospects that are underserved? And can I do a webinar there? And we say, how about this area? How about Wednesday at noon? And they're crushing it. I got a guy that regularly did four events a month with us all of last year. And now he's doing eight to 12 webinars because he's able to scale up. He's able to hit more areas in the country. And it's those advisors that just want more and more and more, get, get in front of more more people. Mm. Virtual is, it. it's a brand new ball game for all of you. So, mm. so I could, I think I could talk to you, Frank, for hours <laughs> and maybe we'll just stop recording and we'll just keep chatting. But um, <laughs> let's, let's end with just one final question. And that's, prospects, clients, people attending a webinar, people attending a seminar, what is that single feeling that an advisor should instill in that person that they're connecting with? Mm, God, you know, that's, that, that's a tough one in some ways. It's an easy one in others. I mean, the, the, I think the, the, the typical answer I would give you is you, you've got to build trust. And I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that almost every uh, speaking coach would agree with this to some degree. Trust is the underlying foundation of every great relationship. Now, the, the problem with trust is that it's very big. I mean, trust is what we is a multi-layered emotion. It's the lasagna of emotions. Okay. It's just, there's a lot of stuff in trust. And if I could strip away everything else, I would have to say the most important subset of trust is the audience has to like you. If they like you, they will find a reason to follow up with you and to do business with you ultimately. If they don't like you, you could have done the best presentation in the world. You could have given them all the facts and statistics and, you know, you could have hit every critical element of that presentation. If for some reason they don't like you and there's so many reasons that this could go wrong, you're not going to drive business. 
So trust is the big one, but the subset of trust, in my opinion, is you've got to get people to like you. And there's, there's a lot of variables to that. I mean, you know, I, I use a lot of humor, you know, you know, that I like to laugh a lot. I like to have fun with an audience. My goal is to get the audience to go, yeah, this guy kind of really knows his stuff. And yeah, he was fun. He was good to listen to. He's a, he seems like a really nice guy. Boom. You're on your way. You don't have to hit every single number. You don't have to teach them every single thing about money and investing and taxes. They like you. They're going to follow up. You're going to set an appointment. And the appointment is where the magic happens. That's where, you know, now they're getting into the lifeboat and now you can save their lives. Until they set that appointment, you can't save their lives. So whatever you need to do to get that appointment um, and to get them to become a client, that's when the magic happens. You can do your incredible work for them. So trust and liking. So two things. I think that's perfect. I asked for one feeling and you gave me two. So you got it's, two. It's, a, it's like a bonus. And <laughs> and I don't even mind because I like Frank so much that that's why we work together so often is because he's got, he's just a very likable guy. So <laughs> oh, that's so nice. Thank you. Well, thank you for being on today, Frank. And, you know, let's let, we could even keep going after we turn this thing off, but uh, I really appreciate all the wisdom that you dropped on us today. And as always, it's a great partnership. Well, thanks, buddy. Thanks for what you do, too. It's very helpful. Advisors are really benefiting from your work. So thank you. The lasagna of emotions in a lifeboat. Yeah, you got that in this podcast and a lot of other stuff, too. <laughs> thanks, Brad Swinehart of White Glove and Frank Maselli, speaker and coach who has trained thousands of advisors to reach new heights. To know when more of Brad's Be Advised Leading with Value podcasts are available, just subscribe to this podcast with the subscribe button on this page. And of course, to share with friends and colleagues, use the share button. Thank you for listening to Be Advised, Leading with Value with Brad Swinehart. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of White Glove. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service providers with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.